Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. I do think one of the most interesting stories is Aaron Rodgers being cleared to return to practice earlier today. That's right. I did not stutter. Aaron Rodgers cleared to return to practice today. Seems rather quick. Seems rather early. But I did tell you that, you know, we've seen other athletes return in the six, seven month variety. Obviously, this is a shorter window. It was a different procedure he had done. And it's going to be interesting. What you're hearing from a lot of people is they're four and seven. They have no quarterback. It's an uphill climb. He's, I don't know, the offensive line's not great anyway. Why would he return, right? Is that, is that fair, Jay Stu? Is that, is that a, a thought that goes through your mind? Why, why would Aaron Rodgers possibly return to a team that feels like they're bordering on no hope? Was it, uh, was it Ricky Waters who famously said, um, for who, for what? Um, I, I just don't see the Jets winning anytime soon. And if, if what you have said is true in the past, which is, hey, the Achilles might be as strong as it's ever going to be, but it's what you do to make up for it and the other injury that might be catastrophic. I don't know why you would play this year, or other than to prove that you're like superhuman or something. Um, okay, I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer. 
And the answer comes from my favorite movie. Do you guys know what my favorite movie is? Do you remember? Anyone? The, the Hunt for Red October or A Few Good Men? Uh, no, I like both of them. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit's my favorite movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, Smokey and the Bandit. And here's the thing with Smokey and the Bandit. Hey, do you, you guys remember the premise of the movie at all? Of course. What was it? Um, it's like getting um, getting warm coors across borders, and it was illegal or something. And then not warm coors, yeah. or not cold coors, because it had huh? to be cold or something. No, it was just you couldn't transport coors beer um, to the other side. There used to be an actual law that you couldn't take coors beer. I don't know if it was outside of state lines, or you couldn't ship it past the Rocky Mountains. Right? Like it, there really was a regionality to it. And so the plan was there was a guy, Big Enos Burdett, and Big Enos Burdett found the bandit and offered him ungodly sums of money to because he was having a big party at a NASCAR race in Atlanta to bring a truck of Coors beer okay, that couldn't go past, I guess, Texarkana, Texas. That's where the beer was. I think you couldn't go east of Texas with Coors beer. You went east of Texas, it was considered bootlegging. So Big Enos Burdett and Little Enos Burdett paid the bandit a bunch of money and the snowman to go and steal a, a truck full of beer. And when, uh, when the snowman asked the bandit why they were doing it, do you know what his response was? No idea. Um, because they said it couldn't be done. That's why. And if you know anything about Aaron Rodgers, he is that guy that sometimes wants to do something just because you said he couldn't. Everybody knows, everybody has a little bit of that in their lives, but we all know somebody who, like, the reverse psychology of it is so super easy. Just tell them the opposite, tell them they can't do it, and they'll just do it just to prove you wrong. Little kids are this way in that if you can make anything into a race, or something timed. If you have a if you have a younger child, you know, like I used to do this all the time with my kids. Like you couldn't get them to brush their teeth and go to the bathroom and wash their hands before they went to bed. But if I time you, hold on, dude, let me time you, see how fast you can do it. If you can brush your teeth and go pee and wash your face and then get back in bed, how fast can you do it? Suddenly they go from moving like a sloth to moving like what was that snail? In the movie that won the Indy 500, what was it Turbo? Huh? What was the name of that snail? Is, is the snail the snail's name was Turbo, right? Turbo was the name, right? They go from moving like a sloth to moving like Turbo, right? Kids will do it sometimes because you say you can't do it, but most times they'll do it because you, they just they need some sort of reward or motivation, a little Pavlovian thing, you know, give you a cookie, give you ice cream, whatever. More than anything, like my kids, it was always like, hmm, what? If, my son, what if I time you? You you would say time them, they'd be like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. They're just, they completely flip out. Some adults are this way, where they only want to do things because you said you can't do it. No, don't think you can do it. Don't think you can do it. Because there's no other real reason. Aaron Rodgers is Mr. Defiance. Now all of a sudden he wants to play a bunch more years. Why? Because people said he couldn't. 
You know, you almost feel like he won two MVP awards because the Packers thought maybe we'll move on from him. We'll draft an eventual replacement in a quarterback. All of these things because you said he couldn't do it. So why would Aaron Rodgers try to come back sooner from a potentially catastrophic injury when he's playing on a likely non-playoff team just to put himself out there in harm's way where slipping on that same uh, terrible turf, you know, could cause a greater injury? And I agree with you. The other side to it is I think one of the reasons that people hurt themselves um, and it's not their Achilles is because during the process of rehab, They've only worked on the Achilles. Their, their whole body is out of balance, out of alignment, and that causes additional injuries. Totally get that. And I'm guessing that one of the things that Aaron Rodgers thinks is because I've sat out uh, a shorter period of time, because I've trained and rehab better, because my whole body's in better shape than it's ever been, that won't happen to me. No one thinks it's ever going to happen to him, and maybe he's right. But I think the biggest reason that Aaron Rodgers is going to do it is going to come back sooner rather than later and going to try and play this year, even if it doesn't mean you're playing for a playoff spot, is because they said it couldn't be done. Which is the same reason that Smokey and the ba- that Smokey and the same uh, excuse me the Bandit same reason the Bandit Smokey is the is uh, Jackie Gleason same reason the Bandit and the Snowman went to go get Coors beer from Texarkana, Texas, and get it back to Atlanta in less than forty eight hours. Because they said it couldn't be done. What do you think? I worked on that one all morning. I'm pretty proud of myself. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. By the way, in movie lines that will never be made again, I, I, how well do you guys know, like, Jay Stu, how well do you know Smoking the Bandit? Um, no, I, I saw it in, in recent years, and I think a lot of the stuff that Gleason says is, is a yes. little off color, so yeah, I don't think yes, that would like, work right. First thing I'm going to do when I get home is punch your mama in the mouth. Like, that is not going to be remade in a movie anytime soon. Yeah, it's hard to find the context to make yeah. that work nowadays. A little bit, a little bit. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Big 12 Coach of the Year. Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State's head coach, joins us now. And Coach, thanks so much for taking time. And uh, But if, if I were to tell, tell you at the start of the season, like in August, you would lose to South Alabama at home, Iowa State, and then you would run all the way up to the Big 12 championship game, beating Oklahoma in the last time you played Bedlam. What, what would your reaction be to this team's path had I asked you back then? If you'd have given me that those facts at that time, I would have said that it would have been a, a an extremely long shot uh, to be able to recover with uh, the team we have. This is a, a very unusual team. In fact, that if you have, I've had teams that had uh, a number of early round draft picks on it, and so you can rally and make quick um, adjustments like that. But um, this team is different, so I would have had to say that it'd be a really long shot. So, so, so early in the season, you're playing three quarterbacks, you're playing three running backs. What, what made you decide, hey, I got I to gotta pick one for, for each? Like what, what was the evolution of this team like in terms of skill position decisions? So we were doing the same thing um, in multiple positions on defense also. Um, and, you know, we had 38 new players with the portal um, and incoming players. And so we spent the majority of August and then the first few games trying to um, balance out getting all the players an opportunity to get on the field. So what happens is when you bring in transfers who have a year left or even if it's two years left, you have to make some commitment to them to give them a chance to play. And in my opinion, um, as we move forward in the era of the portal, um, some schools that bring portal players in and don't really give them a chance um, are going to lose their effect in recruiting on the portal in the upcoming years. So I wanted to avoid that and make sure that we gave everybody a chance. And um, practice is one thing. You can get a, a, a decent idea in practice but um, games are another. And so um, after the first three games, um, well, particularly quarterback, all three quarterbacks had played fine. Um, in fact, the, the other two quarterbacks had better numbers than Bowman did after, after the third game. Um, but once we got into the fourth game, we changed our concepts uh, running the football on offense. We got rid of um, four or five schemes. We settled in on about four schemes. Um, we felt like that Ollie was our best back with his um, size and durability. We didn't know what we had in Ollie. We knew we thought he could be a good player, but we certainly didn't know that he was going to lead the nation in rushing. Um, we put him in the pistol, changed our concepts, and said we're going to do this moving forward, and we're going to go with Bowman because Bowman is 24 years old. He's got more experience. Um, we're playing on the road this upcoming week. We just feel like he gives us the best chance. We stuck with it. We pushed all of our chips out there on the table. It worked. Um, Ollie became a very good running back with the pistol. His great 
vision. He sees things. Um, we just started playing better and better. That allowed us to be a balanced offense yeah. where we didn't have to throw so much. Um, now we, we, we can be uh, more efficient on offense. And then defensively, as we made changes with the new system, um, we dropped coverage, had issues, you know, first three or four games. Um, and it's a learning process for us, playing some more odd front. And so when you combine all that, and we just stayed the course through the middle of the season. We were fortunate. We were able to pull out some close games against good teams. We built confidence. Confidence is a powerful resource. And here we are today. It, it, it's really, I mean, and again, if I'm wrong, you tell me. It's like real coaching. And, and, and I don't say that to defame um, previous years or other coaches and other styles or whatever. But, like, I don't know. You, you've been doing this a long time. And though I'm sure it doesn't feel good to get up after losing to South Alabama, you know, or, or losing to Iowa State, but, but figuring out kind of how we get to being our best selves by the end of the season, or as, and, and maybe this is a good look for college football, because in the past, if you lost two games during the year, your season's kind of over, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and now it's not. And then when you have the playoff coming up, it allows you to really kind of coach your team. Some of it, what is the, the, the expression that uh, um, necessity is the mother of all invention? Right. Yeah. And because of the portal, that ne- the necessity to figuring out your team, it kind of invents this style for you and the evolution. I'm just wondering for you, is it more rewarding because you actually can and have to coach and figure out what you have while the season is taking place? Well, there's two things. Um, in my personal opinion, and you and I have a good relationship, I'm very honest. Like I said, after the South Alabama game, and like I said, after the Central Florida game a few weeks ago, our game plans on offense and defense were awful. This is a coach's fault. And we don't have um, enough NFL talent playing right now that poor game plans can be overcome by coach, uh, by talent. We don't have that luxury. I have coach teams that were so talented that our schemes were awful for that week, and we were able to overcome it. So this has been the best coaching that we've done here in my 19 years as a head coach this year. We've had to coach our ass off, and um, it's very rewarding. Now, the approach we took with the portal is something that that I think is going to benefit Oklahoma State University, and you'll know what I mean by this. How we handle our players, our system, the portal, everything here at Oklahoma State is different than it is at USC or Michigan or Notre Dame or Oklahoma or LSU or Texas. It's different here. We have to do, we have to do things differently. And so my approach was to become a very portal-friendly school. So this upcoming year in the future, when we're all going to be portal recruiting, three or four or five players, you know, you would hope it wouldn't be 12 to 14, maybe just three or four that players will look and say, at Oklahoma State, they do what they say they're going to do. I'm going to get a chance here. I'm going to get reps in August, and I get a chance to make this team. They're not just telling me that. Those are the two reasons we got in this situation. And, yes, um, this is coaching now um, based on all the new players. So so in regards to being a portal-friendly school, I think most people hear that and they think money, right? And and to me, obviously, these kids are are getting compensated on some level. But what what is your approach in terms of of how you 
of how and I like again, you know, it's it's evolved so many different times. Which you're not, the coaches aren't supposed to know, but we all know that everyone knows. Like, how, what is the approach like when you know you have to do it differently in Oklahoma State? But on the other hand, you have to find a way to to compensate the players at some level. What's the approach financially to the portal? So a couple of things there. It's interesting that there's not supposed to be any portal recruiting going on, and there's there's a, we've had numbers of players that have contacted us and have said, "Hey, I have 20 offers already. Are you interested?" <laughs> and they're not even supposed to be getting offers until next week. So we know that's going on, right? Everybody knows that. And then secondly. Um, um, we all know that coaches have an idea of what their players make um, through the NIL now. No, not that it's transparent, and we know for sure, but m- most of the schools, I'm guessing, have a pretty good idea. So the approach that we've taken in Oklahoma State is this. We will have a certain number of players on our team that have a very high NIL value from donors and boosters that want to support Oklahoma State football. Those players are going to market, and they're going to earn their own NIL value. And that can be anything from 50000 to uh, six figures. The majority of our team, we have covered under a um, collective NIL where we distribute um, about $1,000, 1200 a month or so amongst everybody on this team. Um, that has done what they're supposed to do and are contributing, walk on or not walk on, starter or not starter, travel roster or not travel roster. So we have a really good collective NIL that we can help young men, which is beneficial. And you know this. Just think if when you were in college, if you had an extra $1,000 a month, just for whatever you wanted to to be for. Well, that's a that's a that's a good deal, and yeah. and that allows these players to be comfortable, right? And not an exorbitant amount of money. So so, so okay. So 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 help me out again. I I, I know this from, like from thirty thousand feet. Okay, but I believe mm-hmm. what you're the picture you're kind of painting is everyone gets kind of this base. Like everyone gets sort of a base, even walk-ons. So is the is the is the thought process that hey we're gonna we're not gonna be able to beat you for the top level dollar like we're not that's not we're just not there but what we can beat you with is you know almost like a Nebraska in the 80s and 90s type of walk-on program where we're gonna have we're gonna be able to have program guys that are here for three to five years and though they may not be at the Big 12 level when they walk in we're gonna be able to develop guys they're gonna know our system them, they're going to be part of our culture, and so we're going to beat you kind of an ensemble cast, maybe more than a starring cast. Is that kind of the, the thought process? Yes, that, that, that's part of it. We're not going to win NIL wars with um, what we people would traditionally call blue blood schools that have um, huge amounts of money to throw in that direct. For example, I mean, you're sitting right out there with SC. SC's got uh, no telling how much money on their campus and endowment. Um, we're, we're not in that level. We, we can't compete with those schools, and we're not going to try to. Um, now, again, we will have big name like Ollie Gordon. I don't have to work an NIL deal for Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon's represented have worked his own in Idale. His value is a lot, so I'm sure he's going to receive really good compensation. Now, we lost 
uh, several players last year because we couldn't match a compensation from other schools. But we have to be willing to do that at Oklahoma State because we want more of a consistent, everybody's involved, here's where we're at. Um, we want you to be at Oklahoma State because you want to be here, you want to be a part of the team. Now, the debate on if you lose three or four or five key players, you're not going to be as good, that's going to go on forever. And I'm not saying that's not true. But I'm saying we have to know who we are at Oklahoma State and what ball game we can get into. And this is the game that we're choosing to play. And it also is following the rules. We're not getting out of our box and breaking rules with NIL. Um, How difficult will it be to keep Ollie Gordon? Um, I think Ollie really likes it here, Doug. I think that he understands that now we have built an offense for him. He led the nation in rushing. Um, he is going to be compensated very well, in my opinion. And I think that he's smart enough. Um, his parents, they're smart enough. Um, this is my opinion. I could be wrong. Um, that they will say, look, why would you leave? And you can do this for one more year. And instead, instead of making maybe a couple hundred thousand more, you can make eight or ten million more if you have another good year at Oklahoma State in the draft. Well, not, not just not just that, but there's the other element to it, which is you can go down as an all-time legend, along with you know the two guys you play with, Thurman and Barry, you know, and Tatum Bell and some others, or you can just be. You know, it's like there's. I think what kids and I know you've had some guys that haven't achieved what they achieved here at, at Oklahoma State when they've gone elsewhere. That that's part of the argument, but the other part of the argument is like when you're done playing you know where are you going to come back to 100% are you going to come back to a place to where you're revered as an absolute legend or are you going to go back to a place that he played here for a year he was a really good player and then he went on to the NFL like that's a real thing that it's really hard for kids to understand what it's like uh, what, what what the ramifications are for a decision that, in the short term, it's like sugar, right? It fills you full. It makes right. you feel good for a second. But at some point, there's when it, you get done playing, do you want to go to a school where you're not really in a – if you go to school for six months, you're not really part of it. Whereas if you stay, you're really part of it. 100%. And those are things we try to stress. Now, what we battle, you know this is, because it's worse than basketball, we battle the agents and the runners who are telling them, well, they're just, they just want you to stay there so they can win games. Well, we're just trying to give you really good quality advice. And if we think that your leaving gives you the best chance to do something for yourself, I don't hold back telling them the truth. Because I'm going to be here coaching. I'm fortunate I've been here a long time. So it's not like they're just going to run me off. Um, and so I can give kids, the young men good quality information. And the other thing that I think is really interesting is Ollie Gordon is a really, really good player. But let's just say he um, – I'll just use a name. Let's just say he were to leave and go to a call with the New England Patriots. I know they're a pro team. And, and what if they end up bringing a guy in or have a guy there and – Maybe he's as good or they split time. What are you going to do? So, you, you, you know, I think some young men across the country um, need to realize that if you go somewhere, there might be somebody else there at that school or might be somebody coming in that's just sure. as good as you are. Sure. I mean, that's the, I, I know you can't say it. I mean, that's the Spencer Sanders, right? He's your, he's your starting quarterback for three years. He leaves and he doesn't really play because he goes to Ole Miss and they have multiple, multiple, multiple yeah. quarterbacks. Um, you take on Texas this weekend, and right, there's no, 
there's no greater disparity in terms of budgets, right, than Texas versus everybody else in the Big 12 as they leave for the SEC. But somehow, I mean, the, the, the budget thing has been, has been slanted for years. What is the secret? How has your teams been able what is it nine of the last 13 times you played texas like that's that's it's remarkable that you've been able it's not being competitive it's beating texas what's the secret sauce you've been able to kind of conjure up to be so more than competitive kind of dominant over texas in these last you know 10 years or so we have, a, we have a consistency and a good culture here that we've had a number of times. Um, I think over the years, uh, the last 10 years, Texas has turned over coaches a number of times um, where they're you know trying to get footing. And it doesn't take long to get your footing at Texas. Um, they've always had um, uh, fabulous players and NFL prospects. Our players just like to play the game. I think that um, we've got 75 or 80 on our team from Texas, and only one of them was offered from Texas. I don't ever bring that stuff up, but I think they know it in the back of their mind. They like to play in the game. Um, And we have played good, sound football against them um, for whatever reason. And – uh, now th- this is a this team um, is a, a, this Texas team is is really squared away in a lot of areas. There's not really any weaknesses with their football team, um, and uh, you know Sark's been there now and kind of settled in on on what his approach is. But I know that our players are really excited about playing Texas. They always have been, and I think they like to go out and compete in the game. Um. For you personally, for you personally, uh, I, look, I know what it's like in Stillwater. Um, what is it like to, how hard is it not to take a little bit of a personal victory lap, right? Because you know how it is. You lose a game early in the year and you're playing your son at quarterback. He's one of your three quarterbacks. And people think, ah, he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He's, he's done. He's, he's, he's too comfortable now. To, to see what this team has accomplished, what is that like for you personally? Um, you, you know, with Gunner, uh, when I was playing the three quarterbacks, um, you know, actually after the three games, his rating and his numbers were better than all three of them. So I really kind of went against the grain because originally our plan was we're going to play the guy that has the best results in the games. And at that particular time, it was him. Uh, and the way that we, we handled it was done very professionally. And the challenge I had, um, Doug, was to um, make sure and not cheat him. Uh, you know, the three games we played, he was the leading rusher yeah. in the games. Um, so, but anyway, uh, you know, it's amazing that um, that a, a coach like me can be in one place for this long and then this long-term success we've had at a high level – and then it only takes a couple games, and uh, you know the outside people say that you know we can't coach anymore, we don't know right. what we're doing, or right. can't handle the portal, can't handle NIL. Uh, you know, Coach Saban doesn't know how to handle the NIL and Porter. He, you know, the portal. He's not a good coach anymore. And what you're saying, you know, I admit I kind of took that that lap at the end of this year 
just and, and have never had to say anything other than, guys, listen, I've got 37 years in this, 19 as a head coach. Um, just trust us. We know what we're doing. We're going through changes like everybody else in college football. Um, but we're, we, we know what we're doing, and we know how to get there. Just, just stay the course and give us a chance. Two years ago, you were, what, two inches short of winning this game? That's correct. Um, considering not just you're back there, not just this season and how it started and how it's finishing, but also considering it's the last year that OU and Texas are in this league and to have beaten OU in the last time you're going to play Bedlam in the foreseeable future, what would it mean to get those extra two inches and to win this game Saturday? Uh, I think everybody that's currently in our league and the incoming teams is is, – is rooting for Oklahoma State. Um, we're certainly the underdogs. Uh, we all know that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure our players know it. And um, But um, I would like to be able to win it for the team because of what they've done. They've been so resilient this year. It's been amazing. And this is a special group. And you know when you train for nine months, in college football, it's hard. And to get to a point like this, I would love to be able to to finish the game and win for them um, because of what they've done for themselves and what they've done for Oklahoma State as much as anything. Um, But, gosh, I've... I mean, I would go to war with these guys over and over again. You know, just like the question I was asked this week when when they knew we were playing Texas by the media. And I said, I understand Texas. I know they're good. You know, Texas, you know, I haven't watched Georgia or Michigan, but if Texas played good on any given day, they they might be able to beat beat any of those teams on a neutral site. But I also like our team. I like my team. I like who they are and what they stand for, and that's what makes it fun. Mike, congratulations on what's been an incredible season. Incredible. Safe travels to Dallas, and uh, okay. we'll catch up again soon, okay? All right, Doug. Thanks, buddy. See you. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Dan Byer, what's the game today? Doug, the game is... For better or worse. All right, it's our new game sweeping the nation here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. And what it does do is it allows Doug the opportunity to take two subjects, sometimes three. And Doug, it's in your court. You can say A is better than B or B is worse than A, however you want to do it. So our first topic up for conversation, for better or worse, Dak Prescott and Tony Romo. Let's take their whole careers. Whole careers. I mean, I, I like Tony Romo better. I just, I, I, personally, I think Tony Romo didn't have as dominant a roster as as the Cowboys have had. His best roster was the year he got hurt, and Dak was the rookie. Um. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a. Without numbers, I am a. I'm definitely a, a Tony Romo guy. Romo's got one thing that I don't think Dak has, and I think very few quarterbacks have. Moxie. Ooh. Right? Yeah, Wouldn't he did. You he say? had Moxie. He made plays back there. Now, he did look, he did fumble the snap in his first playoff game. They lost to Seattle. You know, you're a Seahawks fan. You were watching that, probably uh, chuckling at, that it happened. Um, so if we if we want to point to the lack of playoff success of Dak Prescott, we can do the exact same thing with Tony Romo. I just he made plays back there, and one of the great four quarter quarterbacks in the history of the NFL statistically. I believe it was Jordan Babineau who saved the day for the Seahawks on that play. Uh, for better or worse, Kellen Moore with the Chargers and Kellen Moore with the Cowboys. Kellen Moore with the Cowboys. All right. And better, they were. They had the number one offense in the NFL one of his two years, and they've been struggling at times here with the Chargers. All right, for better or worse, 49ers offense and 49ers defense. Uh, ooh, ooh. I'm gonna say, wow, well, 49ers defense. Is 49ers defense. better than the 49ers offense? Is better than the 49ers offense? Yes, yeah, sorry. Mm. Any you know particular reason, specific reason? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think Nick Bosa is the—he's in the most important defense position, and he's the best player in the sport at that position. And um, they have other star players in both offense and defense, but I don't know if they have anyone who is the best at their position in levels of that importance. Like, if you had a the only thing more important than a defensive end that's the best at his position, I would say, is a quarterback, and their quarterback is not the best at his position in the NFL. That's that's the logic behind it. Alright, this one's a bit of a hypothetical because we don't have data on one of the subjects, but for better or worse, Marvin Harrison Sr.'s pro career and Marvin Harrison Jr.'s pro career. What would you take right now, Doug, if you had the opportunity? 
Marvin Harrison Sr.'s career. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Marvin Harrison, final final answer. All right. I mean, look, he did it at the highest level, and he was the best wide receiver in the game for a good number of years. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. could be that guy, and you could make the case he's been the best receiver in college football, but just in terms of levels, so I, I'm, I'm going to go Marvin Harrison. It's Jr. kind of like I look at it this way. It's if you're playing who wants to be a millionaire, it's like stopping at $500,000. Like, Marvin Harrison isn't Jerry Rice, is the greatest wide receiver of all time, but you're going to take... in that next group. Yeah, you're going to take that $500,000. Yes. Like, that's what you're going to do. And Marvin Harrison Jr. may surpass his father's accomplishments, which would be quite an accomplishment, but you're going to take the $500,000. Has, uh, has the NFL Network done a football life on Marvin Harrison? Um because his off-the-field stuff has been a, a massive enigma, right? I mean, isn't there kind of like a – isn't there a murder rap in there somewhere? And he's, like, kind of reclusive and his backstory. I thought it was – he had a – he had a. did he brandish a gun or did he fire a gun at somebody? I don't remember there being murder. I yeah, I, I do think that there I- – I, Someone died. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. But yes. I, I'm just—I I don't know if we've ever yes. gotten to the bottom of his his uh, off the field stuff. I don't think any producer wants to do that story. You know, like oh, we'll let you do it. Chuck. Maybe I'll do it. Yeah, the Jason Stewart Productions. For better or worse, SEC title game and Pac-12 title game. So you got Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Washington. What do you like, Doug? I'm going to go Pac-12 title game. Do you know why? The last one? Uh, that's part of it. Okay. Mm, pick these two cities, Atlanta or Vegas. Ah, there you go. Right? So sure. the deal is you can watch the other games, bet on all the other games. Then, you know, if you're staying you know, right there at the Delano or whatever, you can at Mandalay, you can walk across the, you know, underneath the, the overpass. And be at the stadium. So, all things being equal, SEC is. For us, if you go to the SEC, it 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 does feel like it's tradition stuff that you. If you're not from the South, you don't know about all this different stuff. Whereas the last Pac-12 championship game ever, winners go into the playoff. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, it's in Vegas. And that Doug would be game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, we're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Coming up next, Jason Kidd is fighting an uphill battle in Dallas. But is it a fight that anyone can win? We'll discuss next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.